0: They say having money's not everything, not having it is. Love of money is evil, but who don't want to be rich? Wealth is fundamental for the life that you want to live. As you pursue that wish, don't sacrifice this list. physical health, uh-huh. emotional health, yeah. social, spiritual health, of course, financial health. Health is wealth, health is wealth. Yeah, tap in. Let's go. welcome to another episode of the health is wealth show everybody as you know this show is for people who want to achieve financial independence without foregoing their overall health you know that's important to me and what we want to do here is simple we want to create a community we want to create a safe space where where people can come and share they can come and learn they can come and grow from the examples and stories of individuals who have both pursued and achieved that right those two things health and wealth and i'm speaking with a little bit quick of a cadence because i'm so excited today um, we have an amazing guest, teed up. Uh, he goes by the name of Tim, T-Dub, Tim Wambach, and I am honored that he agreed to come on the show, not once, but twice, and um, share a few stories with us. So, uh, just as a, a backdrop, I've known Tim for over a decade now. Uh, we originally met by way of this activity I, I took part in called Speech and Debate. It's where you get up on a stage in a suit and a tie and you speak big words and you make people feel some type of way by using passion as a prerequisite for persuasion and this whole thing. He was one of the guiding lights that helped me kind of get through that activity, which kind of later thrusted me into this line of work, right? So um, if, if you find yourself thinking, wow, that Rob, what a gifted communicator, what an eloquent speaker he is. A lot of that tribute can go back up to Tim. So there's my intro. He's a man <laughs> with with a lot more accolades behind his name, but I thought I'd give him an intro from that perspective. Tim, welcome to the show, brother. How you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing great. Thank you, Robert. As I like to affectionately call you, R-dub, right? Let's go. (laughs) Us uh, W-ending of the the last name's got to stick together. Uh, But thank you. Thank you for that introduction. You know, I I think a lot of your uh, talent was certainly innate, and uh, I don't know how much I had to do with it, but I was certainly... uh, a close spectator that watched your uh, phoenix-like rise to uh, success.
0: Ooh, phoenix-like rise. What an allegory. Look at you. Try. An anthropomorphic try. version, I try. I try. I try. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. I try. I try. I try. So, Tim, I'm going to jump right into it, man. Tell the people listening who you are, what you're up to, and what are you trying to do to make the world a little bit better than the way you found it?
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, first and foremost, like you said, my name is Tim Wabach. I'm, I'm a father, uh, first and foremost. Uh, so the, I, I said this the other day that the, the two biggest jobs I have in my life right now are being the best husband I can be and being the best father I can be. Mm-hmm. And that's the first and foremost. Uh, and how I do that is I, I, I launched a business uh, back at the end of 2020 called Flexing Fatherhood. And really, what that's all about is helping uh, overweight dads reclaim their health and energy. I, I, I've been an overweight dad in my in the past, and I figured out uh, some things along the way. And I feel like I have some wisdom to uh, to leave behind so, to to help uh, others on their maybe their weight loss journey. And then to kind of throw in the, like you know the the compelling reason because of our children. Like that's why we want to be uh, as healthy as we can be.
0: Hmm. I like that. That's that's a perfect segue. So I asked this to all of my guests. In your words, what does health is wealth mean to you?
1: Ooh, that's 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 great. So health is wealth means that without your health, nothing else
0: matters. I'm not really gonna drop the mic because this is an expensive
1: mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Do the gesture. Uh it's one wait, wait real quick. It's funny that you said that because I remember um the DJ that we hired for our uh, for our wedding, he was talking about how like best men and, and women, like they would you know do their 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 uh, their, their, their speeches, sure, and then sure. they would drop the mic, and he every time he's like, No, that's a really expensive mic. Ooh. And yes, when you don't, like, the drop the mic is kind of a, a, a myth, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That, mm, I'd be a little salty if someone dropped my mic. <laughs> I love that. So you said, uh, without your help, nothing else matters. Nothing, I feel
1: that. Nothing. I feel that. I mean, you know, obviously, we've yeah. talked a lot about that in, you know, in the last uh, few months that we've reconnected and whatnot, and, and I think, you know, what you're doing here with, with your uh, new new vision is is extraordinary.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. So I like your definition because it's unique. I haven't heard it yet after doing I don't know like seventeen of these, and <clears throat> it reminds me of um, an encounter I had with one of my clients. So he's I'm not going to say his name obviously, but you know I ask the tough questions in my practice, right? So people come to me for you know accounting and tax stuff, but you know I get deep and personal with that stuff. So we were we were meeting. we had an option. We could either take the elevator to the third floor or we could take the stairs. I wanted to take the stairs because the elevator was taking too long and time is money. Hello? And I asked him, I said, can we take the stairs? And he said, no, 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 no. And then I asked him again, I said, could we take the stairs? That was it. That was that moment. That was, that was that intro where we had a very uncomfortable conversation about him prioritizing his physical health as opposed to just dollars and cents yeah and once that first encounter took place i'm like this it's got to be shared man so i I really love what you're doing with flexing fatherhood uh speaks to me personally because i'm a new dad you are yeah man um congrats so help the listeners kind of piece the dots together what started you on this journey
1: you know i i i would I've been on a journey. I would say, like, it's. I would look at it from like a personal development standpoint since I was 21 years old, Um, and I've had different peaks and valleys in my personal education. um, Whether that, uh, you know, and, and health and fitness has always been in there, right? And so I've learned all, you know, all these different this different strategies, tools, tactics for you know two decades plus. And it wasn't until this 2020 this past year that really kind of things all kind of clicked for me and really you know I kind of looked at the backdrop of the pandemic as kind of like the springboard saying now or never baby you know like uh, so it was May 4th 2020 I stepped on the scale knowing that I was going to be um uh not shocked, but no knew that I wasn't going to like what I, what I, what was on there. Right. And my wife at the time was eight months pregnant. So um, I had, I have, uh, I have two kids under three right now. So they're going to be three and one in June. Okay. So, um, so May of 2020, you know, I already had a daughter and I, and I was not living up to be the role model that I want to be. And when I stepped on that scale on, on May 4th, I was 255 pounds and I was like, never again, never again. And I went through a process of reverse engineering all these bad decisions that I've made and how i let things just happen to me, right? Instead of me making things happen. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the, the the light switch that went on. And like I said, I've been on this, this journey for 20 years. 20 plus years, 25 plus years. So I was able to kind of connect the dots looking backwards to help me move forwards.
0: I love that. Are you comfortable with me asking where you're at today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 195 was the last I, I weighed myself, so at 60 pounds. And I think it was, I guess, nine months-ish. Um, and I'm still I'm still working towards getting down a little bit lower. Um, but now I feel like I've um, hit a, a spot where I've never been under 200 pounds in my adult life in the winter. <laughs> I always, <laughs> I always had, had done. Uh, I, I actually, there were times that I, there was only one other time that I was under 200 pounds, but that was also, um, no, no, not for winter though. No. So anyway, um, the, 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 the byproduct, the two bad things from that I've seen for my losing all that weight was one, I have to resize my wedding ring. Now this is. This is uh, silicone or whatever, because it, it was falling off. And yeah, then yeah. in the winter, I was actually cold. Like, granted, we live in you know the Chicagoland area, it's always cold. But in the past, I had a lot of extra padding. So everyone <laughs> around me was always saying, oh, I'm so cold. I'm like, I'm not cold, what are you talking about? This year, my wife was the one who was saying, can we put the heat on? or uh, no what was she not can we put the heat on can i was the one saying can we put the heat on yeah, and yeah, she's yeah. usually the one saying can we put the heat on so yeah or, or turning it up now i mean we always have that
0: sure wow that's amazing man i mean you know i'm a numbers person so yeah uh, 255 to 195
1: yeah and and it's and, and i did it slow and steady because i've i've sure. lost weight you know a lot of times, right? And usually, what's happened in the past is that I would lose. I would try to lose it as fast as possible because summer is coming, right? So we got to get you know whatever it is. And you, when you have that end date, it's a different. You know, it you, it's different, right? And you, in that that the the you're not really developing habits when you do it that way. So really, what you're doing is you're creating something that's not sustainable and not and not something that you're going to be able to maintain. Hmm what I've done since, you know, since May is something that I absolutely can maintain and sustain and not to get too in the weeds, but basically I've changed my relationship with food. And I used to be someone that would, you know, celebrate with food. I would used to be someone that, you know, if I was down in the dumps, I'd change my mood with food. Now I still have, I'm not not saying I'm never going to do those things, but now I've developed strategies so that I can mitigate if I do um, decide to, to live my life in a, in a, in a way that may not be the most healthy.
0: Mm, I like that. I like that a lot, Tim. Um, Changing your relationship with food. That's huge.
1: Wow. Yeah. And and what, what the strategy that I, that I've used to, to help the most is just eating two meals a day um Mm. and so basically like an it's called intermittent fasting for those of you that may not know and i basically fast for 18 days 18 days i fast (laughs) 18 hours a day so like let's say i i I finish dinner at six o'clock then the next day i don't eat until 12 o'clock So I usually use like the 12 to six, usually sometimes I would say I'm probably more 19 five, but that's not like, that's not a number that's really used. Um, And then to start this year, I did a seven day water fast to start this year. Um, Uh So after we met, like we, we, we work, uh, we, we did this, what, December 27th, right? Yeah. That was one of my last meals. I had one other meal, I think after you, Um, and I started the year. Uh, doing a seven day fast. And now that was not to lose weight. That was mental, right? That was, that was getting, getting back to changing my relationship with food. I had done fasting in the past. Like I've done multiple 24 hour uh, day fa- or 24 hour fasts. Mul- and then I did, a I did at least one three day fast. And that three day fast helped me realize, okay, I can, I can do this. And now I had uh, doctor supervision and everything like that. So I was, I was not just, you know, just a lone wolf in the uh in the in the des- in the desert doing this yeah, um yeah. and it, it was absolutely fascinating i'm not saying anyone should try it right off the bat i think you do need to build up to it yeah, um yeah. But what i what I, so this year what i've learned from fasting is that most of the times for me most of the times that i ate outside of dinner you know outside of like actual eating times out of boredom, just mm. out of boredom. So if you, if you know that you, have, and then that that could be 200 calories. It could be a thousand calories, right? So if you can eliminate those that boredom eating, that snacking, whatever you want to call it, you're, I mean that then that kind of supercharges your um, your success. And it's just you know using using that time to understand why you make the decisions, like, when you know, if you're watching Netflix with your wife or whatever, and you're like, oh, you know, you got to have this, you got to have that, where you don't necessarily um, need to succumb to that, whatever you want to call
0: it. Right, right. That that pressure. All right. So I got a question for you. <clears throat> How do you feel about the term dad bod?
1: Oh, God. Uh, that's <laughs> a freaking... I have a visceral reaction. I, first, my first instinct is, I hate it. Depending on how it's used, right? You know
0: how it's used. You know the context.
1: But, okay, if we're talking about that, yeah, I think it's disgusting. Um, and and I, like, okay, so Planet Fitness, they had this. Um, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a marketing strategy or whatever. I don't know what you want to, how you want to call it, but they had this thing like saying like 77% of the women prefer the dad bod. And I'm just like, no, that's not, like this is not, that, that that's not acceptable. And what I mean by that is we have to get away from, in, from our feelings of, okay, you know, you're overweight and that's okay. Now. All right. Now I want, I want to, there's some nuance and context here, right? Like I'm not saying that you should you know, there should be like these, this fat shaming or anything like that. However, you know, if you are morbidly obese, if someone keeps telling you, it's okay that you're morbidly obese, that's probably not going to help you not be morbidly obese, right? Right, Like you need a little bit of uncomfortability. You need to be uncomfortable before you can make a change. So if all these marketing things are saying, well, it's okay to be where you are. It's, it's something that it's I can't, on the surface level, I get it and I understand it, but when you dig deeper, I don't like it because it's not helping people uh, make a change.
0: Hundred percent agree. I think I think it mirrors the social liability contract we have with mm. our bartenders, mm. right? Where mm. the bartender has this um, innate responsibility to cut yeah. you off, right? Right. And sure, you know that person, that patron might say, "No, I'm I want it. You know, I'm paying for it." I want that extra shot i want yeah. the next round of tequila wow. but we've empowered the bartender with the ability to say no you've had enough and, and i agree with kind of what you're saying you know with with you know the the, the spectrum the ends of the spectrum right where it's right. fat shaming and then there's like you know um a weird form of condoning right enabling yes. almost
1: yeah and, and, and there's a, a word.
0: yeah and there's a happy medium in there and i i think it's right um And to each their own, right? I I I don't want to, I don't want someone to chop and screw this up and make a remix out of me. But um, I think that we should do a better job of helping people that want to be helped. And I think that's what you're doing with flexing fatherhood. Exactly, exactly.
1: If you raise your hand, let's 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 go, right? Yeah. If you don't, that's fine. Well, then you just you stay over there and do what you need to do, and that's fine.
0: Yeah. Whenever I hear you talk, I just immediately think of uh, that seal. Uh, David Goggins, that, you know, he stayed at the uh, the gentleman's house and the first day he had him up at 5 a.m. just doing, you know, circuits. And yeah, that's like, that's that emotion you need, you know, that kick you in do. the butt.
1: You do. You know, so the, the book that Robert's uh, talking about, for those of you that are listening here, is Living with the Seal. Jesse Itzler wrote this book about, or not, I mean, he, he, he invited David Goggins to live with him for a month and they basically wrote, a book about it and for those of you that don't know david goggins is probably the baddest man on the planet i don't know what i mean what i would that's kind of facts. where i'm gonna go big facts what?
0: big facts no cap
1: He's, i mean like what he he has i think he he set the world record for pull-ups in a day like four thousand or something like just like his hands were just like bleeding like from the and what i mean he's definitely lives life to an extreme right but his thought, his thought process or his mindset is I, you you can't beat me you can't hurt me right that's the name of his book yeah. um and that i think that that philosophy that mindset that can go a long way for all of us in whatever we choose whatever path we choose whether that's fitness whether that's health whether that's wealth right like you know, as far as like you know, you said earlier, you're you're a numbers guy, that's all wealth is, is is putting the numbers in the right places. <laughs> that's and right. you know, and, and, and that's what okay, so it's interesting that you know, with what you're doing and with what I'm doing, they're they're like they mirror each other because a lot of times what I do is I do talk with with my clients about where they are from a financial standpoint. Now I'm not asking for a net worth net worth sheet or a balance sheet or anything like that, but I want to know where they are to you know from a stress level because obviously finances are is a huge stress level. And if you are someone that, you know, is in trouble financially, you're gonna have an it's it's even a bigger up uphill battle, right? And then and then yeah, that's so like you're 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 in debt. And then I think being fat is a you know it's your health in debt, right? So it's it's so many different ways to um to 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 attack to attack it.
0: I never heard that one before. I
1: I've, I've thought about that for a that's long time. That's
0: good. Say it again.
1: So you, if you're, you're if you're fat, your health is in debt.
0: Oh, I to I got to tweet that out. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Oh wow. All right. We got people listening that um, they like actionable steps, right? So we gotta we gotta take it, double click one time, and give the listeners not three, I want two, I only mm-hmm. want two because people get overwhelmed with three. I've noticed okay. recently okay. studied three is like oh too much. Give us two actionable steps that the modern day father can, you know, can appreciate and maybe accept as a challenge from you.
1: Ooh, so, okay. I would say the two things I'd say is. Uh, Hundred ounces of water a day, ten thousand steps a day. Um, Hundred
0: ounces of water. You say ten thousand steps?
1: Ten
0: thousand steps. Um, you sure zero? What's that? You sure you didn't just add an extra zero?
1: <laughs> now, I should give. There is a caveat. Like you got to build up to that. Yeah. um But I do think ten thousand steps is is a nice. It's a nice round number. um that those are, those are two actionable things without changing anything else. Right. Yeah. That would be like a, those are foundational pieces. Welcome. Um, now again, with the walking, it's a, it's a, it's a lever pull that most people probably walk under 5,000 steps a day. Right. So just, you know, here now I, I'm going to kind of contradict myself and say this, you can never out train a bad diet. So you gotta, you gotta know that. Right. So, you, and again, there's context and nuance with everything that I, that I talk about. Yeah. And those are two things, you know, cause if I were to say, you know, um, lower your carb intake, right. That's a, that's a, I certainly believe that, but it's, it's a harder, it's harder to um, wrap, I shouldn't say it's harder to wrap your head around it, but it's harder to necessarily do that, you know, like, because you probably don't, count how many carbs you have in a certain in a, in right. A, right now you might right. not count how many steps you have but you can you can easily you can more easily track your steps than your carbon intake. true for most people i mean you certainly i mean again it's it's all numbers right i mean you can do it it just when you're eating it takes a little bit more active uh thought process to write down okay i had I had three servings of pasta. So that's now 120 grams. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it, it. so that's why I use those two things. Cause they're a little bit e- easier to, um, to go for.
0: I like that. hundred ounces of water, 10,000 steps per day.
1: And now this is also, I should say hundred ounces of water is more so for the, the overweight individual, the overweight okay. dad, like someone who's as fit as you. I don't know if you necessarily have to go 100, maybe 80. You know, I mean, again, it, there's so many different um, schools of thought as far as water intake goes. Mm. But my my belief is that um, most of us are not drinking enough water. So that's that's where it comes from. It's a it's a global um, a global perspective. Uh, and also, that. this is what this is what I kind of not kind of. This is what I, I tell my clients too, especially mm-hmm. the, to the coffee drinker. Well, to the coffee drinkers, earn your coffee with water first. So, drink sixteen thirty-two ounces of water before you go after your coffee, because coffee there's caffeine that you know it dehydrates you. All these things, um, so you wanna you would you, you wanna um, hydrate before you drink coffee.
0: That's I like that. Earn your coffee, okay? Groovy, man. This has been real good. I, yeah, I, I love it, I man. Thoroughly you really enjoyed. You got a
1: nice thing, nice thing going up. What's going on, that's, little that's, lady? I would bring her up, but she has she's topless, so.
0: You know what? We don't need that type of publicity, Tim. We're gonna wrap it up with this final question for you, brother. You trying to give me? Look at you, trying to give me a trouble with the law. Well, Dave, uh, it's it's your
1: future. It's your future. I'm telling you. My, my daughter doesn't like to, to wear clothes. hi Yeah. I, I'm that's what happens that. when you're, you know, you're yeah. cooped up in the house all the time. Right.
0: True. Jesus. So true. Um, one question I have for you though. How do people get in contact with yeah, if if you? If they know, wanted I'm, to reach out to you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Tim Wambach. I'm at Twitter, Tim Wambach. Instagram at Flexing Fatherhood. And you can reach me, Tim, at Flexing Fatherhood. And flexingfatherhood.com is uh, the website. It's not. Boom. It's you know. I'm still. It's always a work in progress, right? Always a work in progress, as you know.
0: Always. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> what's going on, CC? You all have been in the mix with Tim, Wombop.
1: Naked. <laughs> and
0: what? What was that? What was? What did she add to my outro? She said, "I'm
1: naked." Oh,
0: hey. <laughs> on the topic of and being comfortable in wearing our underwear, bodies. Okay? There we go. She is
1: wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, child. This, this is this
1: your is your life. It's your this future real man. life. It's your future.
0: I'm gonna leave it right there with what CC said. Be comfortable in your bodies. If you're having a challenge with that, reach out to my man Tim Wombach. Till next time, everybody. Health is wealth. Peace. <laughs> They say having money's not everything, not having it is. Love of money is evil, but who don't want to be rich? Wealth is fundamental for the life that you want to live. As you pursue that wish, don't sacrifice this list. physical health, uh-huh. emotional health, social, spiritual health, of course, financial health. Health is wealth, health is wealth. Yeah, tap in. Let's go.